I mean, we do care. Like, I don't know, the grand scheme of things, are these are better episodes? Like, does a lack of effort, like, or does effort decrease quality? I think that you know, would be an interesting thing to analyze on our podcast. I don't want to chart that because there's no, because I'm not there, sure there's an answer I would be happy with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we either prove that, you know, all right, effort does produce results, or we prove the opposite. Neither, neither is good. Neither is good for our sanity. Welcome to Brokusatsu, two brothers' exploration of whatever the hell we feel like. Uh, I'm Harry. And I'm Sam. And uh, I want to send an apology to our mother who I hope doesn't listen to our podcast. I know what, I know we say that like quietly all the time, but this week, yeah, definitely, I hope she's not listening, Harry. Um, so mom bought me a t-shirt, and I'm presuming she bought you some t-shirts as well uh, this week, you know, just as a every couple months a uh, nice gift to make sure that our clothes have fewer holes in them. Yeah, I I, I delivered them at your place. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a box of old toys for you to, in theory, go through and throw the ones you don't want. I'm throwing none of them out, Harry. Uh, but the well, t-shirt. It's, it's your space. Yes. So the t-shirt that our mother got me this time. Um, I love her mother, and she... She knows me. She pays attention to me. She knows that I'm a fan of comic books. I'm a fan of Batman. I'm a fan of the Joker. So she kind of got me a black Joker t-shirt. And Mm. there is a point in my life where I would have worn that with pride and love and respect. And though my love for the Batman property has not diminished, um, the context of a fat white guy wearing a Joker t-shirt in public certainly has Hmm. so i'm not really sure what to do about that harry because it's great i love our mother i don't want to ask her to return a gift but i'm also in no way shape or form going to wear that in public uh well i you know you do have an escape hatch i think she said like if uh, you don't want the shirts uh like bring them back to me soon and uh i'll return them so i could do that but you know I, we've been dragging our mom into a lot of stuff like for example we dragged our mom into the discussion the discussion that uh is leading to the fact that hey sam you're getting that win from episode 100 pulled from you no no like like we have a weekly family chat where we just get together to you know talk about some video we watched or something like that and we did spend like 20 minutes of it screaming about how you cheated at 20 questions which you <laughs> did by the way uh i did not cheat I did not cheat. There is audio evidence, but you know what? I will have to respect the Supreme Court ruling on this. If our mother chooses to deny me a win, I will have to accept that. Well, knowing in my heart that I did win. I mean, Bob doesn't need to come into it because you you said... We don't need to get into it, Harry. We just... I accept the ruling. Okay, fine. That's all that matters then. All right. In that case, let us wait, go wait, wait, the... for the 20 questions, right? The the price is right. I still won clean. No, the because because you cheated to that episode, you void that episode. No! 
I like, will let Sarah know that she won the prices right. Like if you go to the Olympics and you like shoot someone at the hundred meters, they take away your they take away your medals for the marathon. Like you don't get those. I'm not sure many people bring guns to the hundred meters, Harry. That seems like unnecessary weight. People need to get like streamlined. Well, they they it's a lot of extra weight, but after you use it, you still tend to pull ahead of the pack. <laughs> well, you can kind of you kind of you kind of stare the rest of the contestants down and be like, "Hey, second place this time." Speaking of weapons, uh, we <laughs> nope. It, it makes sense because we are continuing the Goosebumps book that was surprisingly entertaining last time, uh, where we left off. We were in the middle of the red room of the weird video game simulation that the aliens used to fight their wars that they had some information about, even though they'd all refused to do it, that you were working for the vegans. Uh, Harry, I do think we need to take a couple steps back. Like, I was there, I barely understood the words that you were just saying. So, okay. what are we doing this week? Bunch of kids go to a arcade to play VR games. Uh, this is an episode of Garbage Magic. Yeah. We're, we're playing a choose-your-own-adventure book, but we're starting with a choose-your-the only one I had as a child, which is terrible and one of the worst ones, I think. <laughs> it's I'm a sure Goosebumps. We'll find worse. It's Goosebumps. It's uh, Zapped in Space, number 23. Uh, so a bunch of kids go to VR. They chose between two games because there's like a full-on split in this short book of two different levels of content. We're doing the space route. Uh, we go to space. We met some two-headed alien dudes who are the vegans uh we we got one end where we ended up with some space cockroaches kind of being on their panel shows which we both agreed was a good happy ending yeah a surprisingly happy ending the book didn't think so but i think we will yeah yeah well the book has lots of judgments like for the first level of this simulation war thing we showed up in the house of a lizard man and immediately assaulted him mm-hmm <laughs> And uh, we were just real judgy about how gross and terrible he is. And uh, here's the first test, Sam. Because I'm going to give you the same choice you did last time. And remember, one of them killed you. Well, I think last time I went with the sword. And, you know, I it feels like foul play. Because, you know, the book seems to think that choosing a sword is a worse choice than choosing some weird-ass gun that you don't know how to use to defend yourself. And even though I was cutting apart the... I seem to recall cutting the head off the alien that was attacking us, and then it just kept coming at us, which seems like, no, that's bullshit. No, oh, yeah, it, it it came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, I think you could do pretty well in this whole book by just choosing the least logical option at every step. <laughs> that's, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll consider that. Okay. Uh, so does oh, that God. mean you're choosing... Re- well, I have uh, to remember the voices. Harry, we have to remember the voices. Uh, or- uh, don't worry, Sam. The voice is worth that great. Uh, <laughs> for for the vegans, you're doing kind of gravelly voice until it hurts your throat that it was like laconic southern. Uh, for the two other kids, you you were just doing higher pitched for the girl one and basically no voice for the other one. And I was just doing kind of like a skater dude or something like that for the first person perspective. So that that's that's where we were. Okay, so uh, read on. We are on page 46 of Zapped Into Space. Yeah, uh, you know, our Chris lizard creature, let's, let's skip through this one. Uh, you know, run, you run, you call to your friends. I'll hold it off. Which should you try, a sword 
or the energy weapon. Decide fast. Uh, I will try the energy weapon, which, again, we're just kind of assuming it's an We saw something, it had knobs and dials on it, which, okay, he's assuming energy weapon. To me, that sounds like some kind of culinary equipment. Yeah, we, we might be able, we might be about to sous vide the lizard. <laughs> which I guess the book thinks is a better option. As Jordan and Katie dash down the hall, you grab the energy weapon. Its stubby barrel is uh, covered with glowing knobs and dials. You have no idea what any of them do. <laughs> Maybe you could fake it. You aim the weapon at the lizard, then back up slowly, ready to follow your friends. The lizard gazes at you. Its eyes widen. Is it afraid? Then, then it makes a strange barking noise. <laughs> hey, the lizard is laughing. So it, it probably is just a cooking implement. <laughs> Claws outstretched. It starts towards you. You twist one of the glowing dials on your weapon. Nothing happens. You try another, and another. Still nothing. You press a knob on the bu- on the bottom. Ping! Plink! The weapon breaks into pieces. <laughs> what? In desperation, you throw the pieces at the lizard. It slips on a ball bearing and falls flat on its face. You take off after Katie and Jordan as fast as you can. You hustle, you hurdle around a corner. So, the sword Oh my uses... god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Randomly throwing a ball bearing and making it slip is, according to the book, more effective than cutting off its head. Fuck you, writer. Fuck you. Uh, this is credited to R.L. Stein. So. <sighs> well, but didn't he have, like, a factory by the end? Like, he didn't actually write all his books. Like, you know, he signed it, uh, you know, artist style, but then he... Mm, yeah, this was ghost-ridden. This was ghost-ridden to death. Which probably is the title of one of his books. Ghost-ridden to death. <laughs> uh, if it's not Harry, we're writing that book. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you skid to a stop. Your heart pounds. Katie and Jordan lie motionless at the far end of the hall. What's wrong with them? Turn to page 76. Uh, thus we continue our bouncing around randomly in the book when there's no choices being made. Guys, you cry, running to them. Are you all right? Jordan raises his head. We're fine, he replies calmly. We were just trying to decide which way to go. Now you see why your friends are lying on the floor. They're gazing into a big open trapdoor. Stairs lead down one side of the trapdoor. A red plastic slide leads down the other. <laughs> you suddenly remember the map that the vegan gave you. Quickly, you fish it out of your pocket and study it. The stairway leads to something called the Garden of Doom, you announce. The slide goes to the Pit of Horrors. What a choice, Katie mutters. You examine the map more closely. In big letters, it says, Warning, do not approach the... The rest of the sentence is missing. Hiss! The lizard, Katie shrieks. Which way do we go? There's no intelligent way to decide. The book literally (laughs) says this. So take this silly test. Do you have a staircase in your own house? If so, climb down to the Garden of Doom on page 68. If you don't have a staircase, slide on down to the Pit of Horrors on page 129. Okay, so clearly, like, a Pit of Horrors is worse than a Garden of Doom. For starters, there's stairs going to the Garden of Doom, so worse comes to worse, you could just go right back up the stairs. You can't go back up the slide. So, I mean, the slide is clearly the less logical... Uh, it's also a pit. 
like a pit implies that you're stuck there. You can't get out of there. Okay, so the slide. I feel is like this is less... class warfare because I do think uh, the the worst choice is the pit of horrors. Like it's the one with more death possibilities, and mm -hmm. so that means that lower income families that don't have a staircase are more likely to die. This is <laughs> fuck you're you, right. Arlstein. You're right. Well, I mean, uh, are they accounting like apartment complexes? Like if there's a staircase leading to you know an upper story apartment, does that count? I, I doubt it does. Oh, no. No, explicitly. Do you have a staircase in your own house? No. No, that is straight-up classist R.L. Stein Ghost Rider. Well, neither of us have uh, staircases in our house, so we, we don't have a choice, Sam. There's no intelligent way to decide. That's our, our episode title so quickly. Uh, so I guess we're going to 129? Alright, yeah. Let's go to 129. Make up your mind, Jordan urges. We'll slide, he decide, just as the litter lizard bursts around the corner and tears down the hall. Hissing, it leaps at you. Its claws catch on your shirt. The fabric rips as you jump onto the slide, but it's a shitty Joker's shirt that you don't appreciate because your mom gave it to you, so you're fine. <gasps> no, no. You and your friends zoom down the slick surface. You glance down. A huge cone-shaped heap of sand waits at the bottom. It looks like a giant anthill. He even has a hole at the top, only this hole is big enough to swallow a car. Faster you slide, and faster. There's no way to stop. You're heading straight for the hole in the anthill. And now you see things crawling in and out of the hole. Ugly, ant-like things with red eyes and jagged edged pincers. Well, now you know why it's called the Pit of Horrors. Dive in on page 133. I don't think this is instant death, but I think that we are close to one of those. You scream as you shoot into the pit of horrors. Whap! You slam into a wall of soft <laughs> You slam into a wall of soft sand. It gets in your hair and your mouth. Oh, then so you're that's rolling what down whap a... means. Hey <laughs> Then you're strolling down a steep, sandy slope. Kitty's sneakered foot whacks you in the head. Off to your left, you hear Jordan yelling. When you finally hit bottom... <laughs> when you finally hit bottom, you sit up, groaning. The light is dim. But you can see that you're in an underground tunnel. Holes dot the sides of the tunnel. Inside the holes are dozens of round, glistening packages the size of beach balls. Where are we? Katie asks. What are those things? Jordan demands, clearly not recognizing that those are sci-fi eggs. He reaches out and pokes one. The round thing trembles at his touch. Gross! Jordan exclaims. It's all squishy! Uh, you gaze around at the tunnels and the round packages. It all reminds you of something you've seen somewhere. The tunnel shakes. Someone's coming! Katie cries. And now you remember where you've seen this before. You cut off the bottom of the picture. I mean, I'm pulling up the next page. It's an insect nursery! You exclaim. Those round things are eggs! No way! Jordan cries. Then the tunnel fills with a long, squishy, rounded blob. It must be 12 feet long. It's gray and eyeless, but it does have a mouth. A big, <laughs> round mouth lined with tiny pointed teeth. Katie gasps. What is that? It's a larva. A baby insect, you whisper. You recently studied ants in science class. And you remember your teacher saying that baby ants are always hungry. Uh-oh. The blind larva squelches along the tunnel towards you. 
Its huge mouth opens and closes, opens and closes. It's an eating machine. And once it reaches you, there will be no way to avoid those terrifying sharp teeth. Maybe if you crawl into one of the egg holes, the hideous larva will pass you right by. Or maybe you should try to outrun the creature. To run down the tunnel, turn to page 101. To crawl into one of the egg holes and hide, go to page 64. Oh boy, oh boy. I think the more logical thing to do is to run down the tunnel. Like, I mean, I didn't get a sense of speed, did you? Like, is the thing just kind of moving slowly towards you? Also, they did explicitly mention, like, holes at various points throughout the entire tunnel. So, running for a bit, and then if it does catch up with you, going in a hole, that seems like an option. It's a squelching towards you, which does not scream of speed. Yeah, so I would think that the logical thing to do would be to run down the tunnel, which means that's probably the wrong choice and we're about to die. So, turn to page 101, Harry. Uh, you're actually... You actually chose the correct thing. If so, if you hide in the uh, egg holes, they hatch and eat you. So yeah, okay. So already disproven our theory. Okay, okay. So there really is no rhyme or reason; it's just all random happenstance, much like the universe. Run! You shout. You and your friends race down the tunnel. You're much faster than the larva. Escaping should be no problem. Except for one thing, after a few hundred yards, the tunnel bends and leads almost straight up. There's no way you could climb it. It's too steep. The alien larva continues to crawl towards you. It looks as if this is the end. Or is it? The larva doesn't seem to be slowing down. Is it going to climb the steep slope? You glance at Katie and Jordan. What if we jump on its back and hit your ride? You whisper. Tur- try it on page 13. Oh, hey, all the way back to page 13. When the larva has nearly reached you, you shout, Now! The larva fills the tunnel. You squeeze between it and the walls. Its squishy body feels like a slimy water balloon. Climb up, you urge your friends. It's totally yucky, Katie complains. It's our only it's our only chance, you point out. You, you emotional woman, we're trying to survive. Bracing yourself against the tunnel wall, you grab a fold of the larva's skin. It's like grabbing a handful of thick jelly. Your hands in front are covered with slime, but you hang on and pull yourself up on the creature's back. You offer a hand to Katie. She helps Jordan on, so fuck Jordan. (laughs) The larva doesn't seem to notice that it has passengers. It begins to crawl straight up the side tunnel. You and your friends hug the monster's squishy body to keep from sliding off. It's horrible! (laughs) Finally, you spot reddish daylight to your left. You and your friends slide off the larva's back. The light comes from a large hole in the tunnel wall. Through the hole, you see a set of stairs leading downward. A sign above the stairs says, To Garden of Doom. Oh my god. Yeah. (sighs) Fucking classist book. (laughs) Yep. So if you're poor, you might get eaten by ants. Before you get to the Garden of Doom. Take the stairs to page 68. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's even another set of stairs, so that when we get to the next page, it'll be like, you come down the stairs! <laughs> Sam, you're a psychic, because that's almost exactly the first words. You, Jordan, and Katie hurry down the stairs. The air begins to feel humid. You can smell wet dirt and plants. Way above you, you can hear a faint hissing noise. The lizard is still after you. 
At last you reach bottom. You find yourselves in an alien greenhouse. Outside, the strong red sun beats down on the tinted glass. Thousands of bizarre plants grow from pots and tubs. The plants are red, yellow, purple, black. Every color but green. You gaze up at a huge cabbage-like plant with bright orange leaves. A purple palm tree grows in a pot by your side. Thick purple sap oozes out of its leaves. Cool, Katie exclaims. Nice garden, you agree. But the lizard is still after us. We've got to think of a way to find it. I've got an idea, Jordan offers. So they do appreciate, like, off-kilter gardens. They're okay with gardening. I mean, they're also, like, picking a weird time because, you know, they're running from a murderous... Is the lizard murderous? About... Have, we, have we learned if the lizard is murderous or not? I don't know. I mean, Granted, if it, it is... killed us in the other timeline, but that was after we cut off its head. That was purely in self-defense. My grandmother used to study lizards, Jordan explains. She told me that they can't be in really hot sun for more than a few minutes. They'll fry. So all we have to do is lure it outdoors, you ask. All right, Katie's voice is sarcastic. And then we'll fry too. Remember what happened when you tried to go outside? Uh, what what happened was like she instantly got sunburned, so it's like super hot, and will theoretically kill you. Oh yeah, you gaze around the greenhouse. There must be something here you can use to protect yourself from sunburn. No problem, you tell your friends. All we have to do is cover ourselves. We can make sun hats from leaves, or try some of that purple palm goo for a sunblock. Will either idea work? The only way to find out is to try one. Um, that's really the only options we have. Make some kind of, like, jerry-rigged, like, sun hat with stitched-together palm leaves, or slather ourselves in alien goo and hope that one of its properties is sun-blocking properties? Yeah, you, you think you could just get, like, it's a greenhouse, it probably has, like, tarps and yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah. Like a know. wheelbarrow or something. Like, well, uh, nope. Also, These it's the Garden of Doom. Doom. Like, it's purple goo. What if it's poisonous? What if it's acidic? What if you put it on and you melt? Like, ugh. I think the purple goo has more points of failure on it. So, uh, let's go with the sun hat. <laughs> Page 117, Harry. Let's make sun hats, you decide. You scan all the plants of the nursery carefully, looking for the largest leaves. Hiss! The lizard scuttles into the greenhouse. It spots you immediately. It zooms towards you. Run! Katie screams. She grabs a leaf from a nearby pink and blue striped tree. You and Jordan do the same. The leaves are big enough to cover your bodies. They're a weird, sparkling blue. You tear open the greenhouse door and head into the desert. <laughs> Unfortunately... The leaves make terrible sun covers. In fact, the blue sparkles of them act like magnifying lenses. <laughs> they make the heat of the sun even stronger. By the time you discover your mistake, your skin is already sizzling. Uh-oh, it looks as if your goose is cooked. Any chance you had of winning this game just went up in smoke. But don't get hot under the collar. Just put this book away and try again when you've cooled down. Okay, okay, so, book, we didn't notice that the leaves were made of magnifying glasses, reflecting glass. No, I mean, and when you think of, like, suits people use to survive in hot temperatures, they usually are shiny and reflective, so that even if we had, I think that would still be a sign of, go with this. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, leaves are like canopy, like leaf canopies are specifically like sun blocking, so that the stuff lower down, like uh, that, doesn't make sense. Does it like magnify the light so it like cooks its own roots? What kind of a plant is that? It's actually an organic fusion plant. Great. Great. I don't know. The point is, we're instead going to page nine, where we're slathering the the foul goo on ourselves. This Great. is the second. This is the second time where the right choice in this is slathering yourself in goo based. I think we're learning other things about the author. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got a few of his kinks down already. Oh man, <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna go. anyway. I hear the oh, oh. that's here. I hear the lizard coming. Or, I hear the lizard. It's coming, Jordan cries. You know, Sammy, you could have just gone with that. I wasn't going to call you on, like, minor changes like that. Yeah, whatever. I, hey, I, I'm i striving for perfection, Harry. I'm taking this seriously, can't you, you tell? You don't want to violate the author's vision. Well, quick, you urge your friends. Plaster the palm goo on yourselves. You bend down and grab two handfuls of purple goo. It's as thick as motor oil. It's so sticky you can hardly spread it. It smells like garbage that's been left out too long. Wait, as thick as motor oil isn't sticky? It's easy to spread. That's the whole point of it. It's oil. You don't care. You spread the disgusting stuff all over your face, arms, and hands. Then you and your friends head for the door, just as the lizard enters the greenhouse. Like, there are so many thick, sticky things. He could have, like, peanut butter. Like, Describe it as, like, chunky peanut butter. Like, yeah, that's hard to spread, and it's sticky. But motor oil? That's, like, anti-sticky. Anyway. Hiss! It peers around, searching for you. <laughs> this way, frog face! You call. I dare you to come get us! Will your plan work? Find out on page 43. Although since we have been force-locked into this choice, I think this is going to work. Come on, fly breath! You cry to the alien. Let's go play outside! The lizard doesn't understand English, but it gets you drift. It leaps towards you. You move closer to the exit. Bet you can't eat just one human! You go to the lizard. It roars in anger. Sam do roar. Arr! You move even closer to the exit. Just as the lizard jumps at you, Jordan throws the door open. This is totally one of those boss fights where you just need to get to smash into a thing. You're fighting a... a this uh, is like a Zelda boss. This is one of those, like, charging Zelda bosses. Oh, yeah, you're fighting the, the Berserker from Gears of War. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's the thing that you have to, like, direct the, like, the ship beam onto, which is yeah. one of the cooler ways to kill a boss. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, giant lasers from the sky, <laughs> uh... The three of you rush outside. Hot desert air fills your lungs, but your skin is completely protected by the purple goo. Okay. The lizard leaps into the desert sand and screams. Ah! Ten seconds Ten seconds later, it bursts into flames. Thirty seconds after that, it's just a heap of ashes. A flash of red light fills the desert air. When it dies away, you find yourselves back in the vegan battle, battle room. Congratulations, your alien captor boobs. You won the red level. Hot damn. Um, Harry, like, you're you're a video game designer. You're a game designer. Let, let's think about the win condition for this entire game. And this is like, this is one of apparently three challenges 
to decide the fate of worlds. So you go into a lizard's house and then you kick it out a door and you win. And and the aliens, like the evil aliens, like who are we up against? Like the vegans? No, the, we're, we're on the vegan side. We're up against the Arcturans. Okay, so the Arcturans, they have chosen, they designed this. They chose that to be one of the tests that could doom their society. Yeah, this book is dumb. I mean, like, I, I want to, um, maybe, well, maybe the Arcturans hate poor people. That's why they made it so that, you know, you had to <laughs> go down the slide. Uh, all Arcturans have a slide fetish and they assume that all other species in the galaxy do too. Yeah. They won't be able to resist the slide. Yeah. Anyway, so as we have not completed yet the yellow level, we are going to go there. And as a fun changing of uh, some of the duties, uh, I'll still do the first person perspective ones. But for the neutral paragraphs, I'm going to have you read those. Possibly, be possibly yeah. because my throat is getting a little, little uh, chopped up. Yeah, it turns out that Katie and Jordan weren't talking a whole lot in those chapters. I'm sorry, Harry. We'll try yellow, you declare. You and your friends prepare to take the yellow level. Your vegan pals hand you a tiny bottle. Take this. It may come in handy during the... What? Take this and may come in handy during the game? Wait, they're handing you a physical bottle and then sending you... Yeah, I, I don't know. Can you give us a can you give us any hints about the yellow level, you ask? There's no more time to talk, the alien replies. Oh wait, there's no more time to talk, the alien replies. The Octurans are close to winning. All I can do is wish you good luck. Thanks a bunch, you grumble. Some help that is. The electrode in your ear begins to tinkle. A moment later, the alien throws the on switch for the game. Start playing on page 88. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of fetishes, hold on. A bright light flashes somewhere in your brain. You squeeze your eyes shut. Bells bong in your ears. <laughs> bong! Bong! Then, suddenly, silence. You feel heavy. Very, very heavy. You're so heavy, you can hardly even breathe. You force your eyes open. Your eyelids seem to weigh 20 pounds. The air is clogged with musty, greenish-yellow mist. Slowly, slowly, you turn your head. Beside you, Jordan and Katie slump in the swirling mist. They both seem to have become fatter and shorter. Where are we? Katie do asks. Do you all just fully swap and I do Katie and Jordan? Or... Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Keep going. Okay. Where are where are we? Katie asks. Oh, I don't I don't know, but the gravity here is really strong. Jordan replies. His voice sounds low and hoarse. You don't actually got to do that, yeah? Because this page has none of me now. It's great. You touch the ground. It's spongy and damp. You try to stand up. It takes you a long time against the gravity. Your feet sink deep into the mushy ground. You peer through the mist. A big yellow blob drifts slowly, very slowly, towards you. What is it? Get a better look on page 94. Well, let's go back to b the before ways for this page, because I, there's... Uh, okay. th there's... I have one line. <laughs> 
What's that? Jordan cries, pointing at the blob. It looks like a pile of lemon jello, Katie announces. As the creature comes closer, you decide Katie is right. It does resemble a six-foot-tall pile of jello. If jello could have one large, unblinking eye the size of a dinner plate. Shh! Shh! The blob-like thing breathes in and out, in and out. I wonder what it wants, you murmur. Straining with effort, you move closer to the creature. After all, how dangerous could a shimmering blob of jello be? Oh my god. Well, we already know that the author here is just like, super horny for covering yourself in like thick sticky liquid and just like clinging on to things so i think i know where this is going i remember some of the ends here but not all of them the blob oozes along the spongy ground soon it's flowing over your sneaker it slides up your foot and begins to ooze towards your ankle its breathing grows louder yuck you cry you try to kick it away but the blob won't let go of your foot your heart pounds. Get it off me, you cry. Take off your shoe, Katie orders. Quickly, you kick your sneaker off. The blob goes with it. You can only stare in horror as your shoe disappears into the pulsing, pulsating yellow mass. So, it, in the fiction of this universe, does he now lose his shoe in the real world? I guess so. Let's see if the book remembers that. I doubt. Anyway, a moment later, the creature makes a burping noise. Then it oozes out in three directions at once. It's going after you, Jordan, and Katie. Let's get out of here, Katie urges. Run, you guys. Are you nuts? Jordan retorts. I'm bigger than you two. I'm so heavy, I can hardly move. Wait, you call. The vegan gave us a bottle. Maybe there's something in it that we could use to fight the blob. You dig the bottle out of your pocket and hold it up. Hey, it's empty. Okay, so you do have the physical object from the real world inside the digital game. Great, that translated one-to-one. -one. <sighs> uh, so you can either run from the blob, page 24, or battle it with a bottle on page 22. Um, Let me tell you, Sam, some of these endings are very horny coming up. <laughs> I'm going to try to run from it first. I want to see just the hilarious, like, you know, three gravity-locked kids... <laughs> eaten by a thing of jello as they are trying to slowly waddle away from it. Uh, are we going straight up vor on these chapters, Harry? I, I think this one's vor. Hold on. <sighs> I knew our also, podcast would get here eventually. All podcasts eventually go to vor. Also, the characters, they, they got a lot thicker, so I think this is also a weight gain fetish. There's lots, there's lots of stuff happening here. Let's and get out again, of here, yet, you cry. Yet another example of slime just like how many instances of kids covered in like thick sticky slime is this book going to have by the end let's get out of here you cry you got it katie agrees run you turn and try to run from the blob but you can only move in slow motion your legs feel as heavy as an elephant's legs every step feels as if you're climbing a steep mountain with a hundred pound pack the most you can manage is a slow walk Faster, Katie urges. I'm moving as fast as I can, Jordan snaps. You glance back. The blob is slow too, but it's gaining on you. Shh! Shh! It breathes. Keep going, you yell. We have to outrun it. I can't, Jordan whines. <laughs> oh, that's so judgy. He's about to get eaten. 
but anyway, what? he's moving even more slowly, and then he trips and falls. The blob flows over his legs. Help, Jordan Wales. It's got me. Boy, I wonder why the section has so much more descriptive detail on it. <laughs> Sam, I, I swear I didn't remember this part being so horny. <laughs> you and Katie slowly rush over to help Jordan. You grab his hands and pull as hard as you can. The blob won't let go. It moves up Jordan's legs. It begins to cover his body with the yellow slime. Jordan struggles in slow motion, but the blob oozes all over him. Sluda covers everything but his hands and head. Jordan suddenly stops screaming. His eyes open wide. A creepy smile spreads across his face. The, the smile gives you chills. Stop fighting it, Jordan commands in a strange, bubbly voice. Just hold still. It will all be over in a moment. Then you'll be one of us, too. Oh no, Jordan is one of them. He's turned into a blob. Before your horrified eyes, Jordan's teeth fall out. His hair turns to yellow liquid and drizzles off his scalp. His eyes melt into yellow puddles. His head dissolves. You suddenly feel something slimy on your head, the one that was holding onto Jordan. You glance down. Yikes! A yellow hat-shaped blob is creeping up your arm. Oh no. <sighs> I know exactly which, which section on Pornhub this video is in, and it's not one that I go to, Harry. God, they're, they're, they're drawing this out for a while. <laughs> yeah, usually when you die, it's like, you know, just like, next page, you die. They're spending like three, four pages just being like, yep, the teens just get more and more slimed, more and more devoured. Yeah. <laughs> In terror, you shake the blob off your body. Let's get out of here. Oh, wait, you shot to Katie. Sorry. Let's get out of here. You shot to Katie. Help me, Katie screams. Oh no, the blob is covering her arms. It spreads to her chest. You grab her <laughs> legs and try to pull her away, but it's too late. In seconds, she's a blob too. Your two best friends have turned into mounds of blub and jello, and they're both oozing towards you. You turn to run, but you can't run on this heavy planet. You move as fast as you can. The blobs ooze after you. Shaking in terror, you put one heavy leg after another. You've got to get away. But where can you go? You're all alone on an alien planet. Earth is thousands of light years away. There's no hope. No hope at all. You think about giving up and becoming a blob. No way. You're not ready for that yet. Especially when you see a light moving towards you. What? I forget what this is. Run to the light on page eight. Wait, is this the right way? Wait, is the canon way... Harry, does the canon way involve, like, your two best friends getting oozed by an alien hentai style? I feel like this is a weird, like, alternate ending, like the cockroach one. Hold on. I forget. Uh, I... You know, to my credit, I did not examine this section in, uh... In, uh, too much detail as a child. You read this at a very dangerous age, Harry. Like, think of the kinks that you could have accidentally developed. Um, I'm, I'm doing fine. Anyway, <laughs> you run heavily towards the light. Now you see that comes from a small flying saucer. You don't even stop to think about how weird that is. You just wave your arms frantically. Help! You shout. SOS! Uh, it's just me now, shit. I'll, I'll, I'll take over neutral. The saucer dips down. A long, furry purple... 
a long furry purple arm reaches out and grabs your wrists uh, just as the first blob reaches your feet. The blob quickly oozes up your ankles, then your legs, then your thighs, then your butt. Its gooey surface cling revolting. Its gooey surface clings revoltingly to your skin. The blob tugs, sucking you down towards the heavy planet. But the purple hand has a strong grip on your wrists. It pulls up hard. Your arms feel as if they're being yanked out of their sockets. Your legs feel as if they're being stretched like taffy. The blob pulls down. The hands pull up. You're being pulled in half. Yeah, so uh, I wrote a new story. It's a original main character slash yellow blob slash furry purple buff alien. <laughs> what, what do y'all think? Oh, a th- <laughs> like a thousand kudos. Not the first day. <laughs> uh, see who wins on page 111. The purple arm pulls even harder. The blob suddenly lets go. You bounce up as if you've been shot from a rubber band. The hand hauls you into the saucer. Vroom! The saucer takes off for space. Thanks, you exclaim, drawing a deep breath. For the first time, you get a good look at your rescuer. The creature looks human, except for its purple fur and three foot long arms. So this is not not an alien we're going to be racist. Yeah, this is, but we're not going to be racist about this one. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, who are you? You ask, trying not to sound impolite. Never mind, we some slipped out, even though we're trying. I am from Alderberon, the purple being replies. Are you part of the game between the vegans and the Arcturids? We have nothing to do with that, the Alderberonian answers. Cool, you exclaim. Just what you wanted to hear. Um, could you return me to Earth by any chance? No problem, the purple being says. I'm heading that way now. It will take a while to get there, though. That's okay, you reply. You don't have to be home until dinner time. Good, the creature smiles. Make yourself comfortable. You'll be home in only 3,000 of your years. The end. The fucking end. Oh my god, Harry. Horrific body horror with you two friends, and then you're trapped in space. Although, space adventure, kind of cool. Oh, but uh, uh, step back, Harry. This isn't a space adventure. This is the game. You're in a digital world. What the yeah, fuck that's... is this? Yeah, so you're basically playing Desert Bus now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're right, still well... in the game. You're still absolutely playing the game. <laughs> They're just all crowded around the screen being like, uh, he... He got the the furry alien. Okay, wrap it up. He, he's gonna be on this one for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so so we're gonna fight the blob with the empty bottle on page twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that got us to an ending, and it only took us like five pages of slimy vor to get there. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, Sam, one of these, two of these choices, one of them progresses, the other also vor. Oh Jesus. Okay. You stare at the little bottle in dismay. The vegan said it might help you, but how do you fight a giant blob with an empty bottle? The blob oozes towards you. Shh! Shh! Goes its breathing. Maybe it's some kind of secret weapon? You say hopefully. You prepare to throw the bottle at the blob. Wait! Katie calls. Maybe you're supposed to put the blob in the bottle. Maybe she's right. It doesn't look possible, but... Yeah, right, 
Jordan steers. That's like trying to put a car inside a shoebox. Throw the bottle. Hmm. Jordan has a point too. The woman is stupid. <laughs> uh, so our options are to try and put the blob in the bottle, turn to page 31, or throw the bottle at the blob on page 45. Now, I think clearly the answer is to put it inside the bottle. So let's throw the bottle at the blob. <laughs> All right. Oh, I just caught one line. No. Oh no. I kept How horny I kept How horny is it, Harry? Pretty damn horny. <laughs> I'm gonna throw the bottle, you decide. Maybe it's filled with invisible gas or something. You toss the bottle into the center of the pulsating mass. Oh yeah. The blob surrounds the bottle. After a second there's a muffled thud. The yellow mass heaves and bubbles. It worked, Jordan cries. You killed it. Yes, Kitty exclaims. What an awesome shot. You are... Quiet, you interrupt. You're trying to hear whether the blob is still breathing. But your friends are talking too much. Blah, blah, blah. You can't hear a thing. Goddamn friends. Always talking, talking, talking when you're trying to murder an alien in a video game. The blob heaves again. Suddenly the bottle shoots out like a rocket. Wham! It whacks you in the head. Oh, you moan, sliding <laughs> to the spongy ground. Oh, God. That's the last thing you remember, until you wake up feeling wonderful. The heaviness is gone. You sniff in a deep breath of greenish yellow mist. Mmm, doesn't smell good. You stretch your slimy yellow body happily. Oh, well, you think. So you became a blob after all. It's not so bad. You don't have to eat or sleep, or even talk to your stupid fucking friends. No more blah, blah, blah. From now on, it's just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, lovely, lovely, I'm Harry. I'm, I'm glad we never tried for, like, a, a non-explicit podcast, because this would have ruined it. <laughs> well, I guess we're putting it in the fucking bottle. And guess what, Sam? There's even some horniness in this one, too. Yeah, no shit. I'm sure he'll be very tactile with the sounds it makes as it goes in. Alright, so if memory serves, we've basically just, like, rewound, and this is the first choice that we've made in the yellow, and we're trying to put it in the bottle. Well, no, we, we decided to fight with the bottle, because running away gets the, the long thing of horrifying Fred transformation free monster. Uh, Alright, so, read Harry. I'm gonna try Katie's idea, you announce. You lead down, holding the bottle out towards the blob. To your surprise, the blob starts to flow into the bottle. No way! Jordan gasps in surprise. I told you! Katie exclaims. You can't believe your eyes. But the blob continues to flow inside the bottle. How could something so big fit into such a tiny container? In a few moments, the entire blob is inside the bottle. It worked! Katie cries. We won! Jordan snorts. If we won, how come we're still on this planet? The vegan said we'd return to the game setter. Yeah, you agree. You gaze at the bottle and think, You've captured the alien blob, but there must be something more to the game. Something else you're supposed to do. Let me see it, Katie <laughs> asks. She takes the bottle and peers in. It smells like lemon custard, she announces. 
Hey, you snap your fingers, maybe that's the answer. Oh no, Harry, tell me that they don't do what I think they're going to do. Maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna eat the filthy sticky blob on the Maybe blob reverse vor is the answer here. Or is that still just vor? Someday you vor the blob, someday it's the blob vores you. <laughs> Katie stares at you. Maybe what is the answer? Look, somehow we have to get rid of this blob, right? You say to your friends. I mean, how else can we get back to the vegans? But the blob looks like food. It smells like food. Hold on, Jordan makes a face. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, don't. What are you going to say? Katie wants to know. It's the only thing that makes sense. You Clearly, argue. yeah. Only thing that makes sense. Will you please tell me what you're talking about? Katie shouts. Her face is red. What makes sense? How can we win? You take a deep breath. We have to eat the blob. Ew, gross, Katie cries. I wish you hadn't told me that. I think I'm gonna barf. It makes me want to hurl too, you admit, hiding the secret sensations awakening inside. <laughs> but it might be our only way out of here. Oh. Eat the blob on page 32. Jesus Christ. You know, thinking this episode might be boring. I didn't expect the finish the finish half hour in the middle. Cause guess what's happened? We just beat the yellow level. I'll go first. You volunteer bravely. You take a deep breath and dip a finger into the bottle. It comes out covered with slobby yellow goo. Do you really dare taste it? Your head shakes as you lick your finger. Slowly, sensually. For just a moment, Sit, you feel like... Remembering this for future reference. You feel like throwing up. Then you swallow. Hey, it's sort of good, you tell your friends. It really does taste like lemon custard. You pour a little of the goo into Katie's palm. Her doubtful expression vanishes after her first taste. Yum, she cries. You and your friends pass the bottle around. Oh, God. In only a few moments, it's empty. Oh, you run your, you run your finger around. Bottle. You run your finger around the rim and look off the last sweet drops. Jesus. <laughs> a strong wish, a strong wind begins to blow and sweeps the greenish yellow mist away. When the wind dies down, you find yourself smacking the vegan game room. <laughs> and so they are time. very disappointed in you. They had to watch that. Uh, is, so, uh, that where, is that where we're going to stop for the night, Harry? The, the blue level is not very long. Hold on. Uh, we, we can... Mm, I mean, do you want to stop or do you want to just knock out the blue level? I don't feel like it's very long. Uh, let's knock out the blue level. Because I, I don't want to have to come back just for the blue level because I don't think it's going to beat that. Amazing, the vegan says. You won both the yellow level and the red level. No one has ever done that before. Oh, we we now, got distracted. Let, let's stop for a second. Yeah, yeah, so let's it, stop. It, okay, so what In terms do you of do game design. Win? Yeah, winning the yellow level is you take a bottle, you put the beast inside the bottle, and then you eat it, and you win. How can these guys not do that? Like, if you know you need a bottle, like... The bottle wasn't in the level. He handed them the bottle to take into the level. 
Like, is that part of the level design? Like, to enter, you must have one bottle. Or was he hacking that? I don't like, know. Wait, was that supposed to be, like, a, like a horror movie with, like, the, the blobs only consuming people and have, have to figure it out? And he just sped right up be like, oh, one weird trick the Arcturans hate. If you have a bottle, you can just eat it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, a speed run of the red and yellow room should take all of, like, 45 seconds. Hey, uh, so, uh, here's my AGDQ, 80%, uh, yellow room, uh, bottle strategy, alright, uh, and finishing time now. Alright, edit. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. What about, what about the blue level, you ask? Has anyone ever won that? Uh, the vegan shakes both its heads, sadly. Alas, no vegan has even tried it. You will be the first. All I know about it is that it is a battle of wits between you and the Octurans. You mean all we have to do is outsmart a bunch of aliens? Jordan asks. He laughs. Piece of cake! The vegan looks annoyed. I think you'll find it quite a challenge, it snaps. The Octurans are the most intelligent race in the galaxy. No one has ever outwitted them. Jordan gulps. The final level takes place in reality. Step through the gateway to Arcturus, the vegan orders. Why did they bother with the VR thing then? Like, why did they just teleport you to the flats? Because as you said, Sam, it doesn't make sense that the other stuff is happening in VR. God, whatever. Yeah, it really fucking doesn't. It leads you to a large doorway that throbs with blue energy. Throbbing, <laughs> throbbing. Uh, crackling sparks fly from the doorframe. The electricity is so strong your hair stands on end. We, we gotta, even if we get tired, we, we should just speed up and finish this. Uh, no, no, because the arc turns are gonna talk a while. Uh, you cross through the blue doorway into a large white room. Blue-tinted sunlight streams in from a high window. At one end of the room stand three small tables. On top of each table is a round glass case, like an upside-down fishbowl. Inside each case is a big bald head. Whoa, Jordan murmurs. Gross, Katie declares. And then the Arcturans stare at Katie and say, We know what you had to do to get here. You don't get to call us gross. <laughs> yeah, ex- excuse me, Vory McVorison. <laughs> You stare at the heads. They look human, but their skin is pale blue. Their eyes are open, but they don't move or blink. Are they alive? Welcome to Arcturus. I guess I'll just go with this voice again. The head with It's, it's the accent to that region, you know, it's just how they talk. <laughs> the head with the blue eyes, uh, pipes. You jump. Then, summoning your nerve, you approach the heads. Where are your bodies? You ask. We Arcturans have outgrown the need for bodies. We spend all our time thinking, the green-eyed head replies. It gives you a superior smile. <laughs> we, we we have uh, special foods that you don't have to cook. It's just you mix it and it's like a gluten thing. We kickstarted it. It's great. Our ultimate weapon, the Juicero. And then the third brown-eyed Arcturan asks you a question that totally surprises you. Read the question on page 112. Uh, the first word there is the the brown-eyed, so I, I kind of cut off. The brown-eyed Arcturan gazes at you as if you were an insect. Are you Martians ready for the game? It asks. Martians? You blurt out. 
There's no such thing as Martians. We're from Earth. The brown-eyed doctor looks shocked. No such thing. Mars, Earth, it's all the same to us, the green eyed doctor says quickly. The main thing is that you are inferior. I can't believe how conceited they are, Katie whispers. <laughs> Again, you don't have a leg to stand on, but anyway. <laughs> Maybe the final game won't be so hard after all, you whisper back. If these guys don't know there's no intelligent life on Mars, they can't be as smart as the vegans told us. We heard that, the blue-eyed doctor and snaps. <laughs> Forget it, you won't beat us. The game was designed by our wisest heads. They searched the galaxy for the three most difficult puzzles. We can handle them, you declare boldly. They're all Sudoku. <laughs> Unlikely, the green-eyed head yawns. But if by some miracle you do win, we will end our war with the vegans and allow you to return to Earth. What if we lose? Katie asks. If you answer even one question incorrectly, you and the vegans will become our slaves forever. The third head cries. Oh yeah, I mean, be slaves. Slaves forever. Christ. So that's just what it is. It's like, they're going to ask you questions, three questions, and you need to get them all right. And these are going to be like bullshit, like bullshit riddles, aren't they? Kind of. Actually, it's it's even dumber than that. Anyway. Uh, Wait, are they LSAT a, questions? Give us the first challenge, you say bravely. I forgot to say that part before I sent the thing, so. Mm -hmm. The first challenge is a test of knowledge, the first doctor tells you. It is based on a Goopsbubs book we found in one of your time capsules. Which motherfucker sent Goosebumps into space? I don't know. <sighs> I don't you can't know. Help you can't help smiling. You and your friends have read all the Goosebumps books. There's no way you'll blow this question. I mean, maybe there was some in, like, Elon Musk's glove compartment? Like... <sighs> this is the challenge, the Octarian goes on. In Trapped in a Batwing Hall, uh, the members of the whole club go on a scavenger hunt. Which one of the following is not on the list of items to find? Wait, so it's... It's a knowledge quiz? It's not... That's that's just this one. The other two, I think, are dumb in different ways. So, one human Why bone... Why are they asking something about, like, a goosebump? So, was this, like, the question for the vegans as well? Like, if a vegan walked in, they would have asked it about a goosebumps book. I guess. Stay I consistent know. to your fucking narrative. Like... I mean... Look, there's a list of answers, but then at the bottom, it even does it down to 50-50, so we can skip to that. If you've read Trapped in Batwing Hall, you you already know the answer. If not, you'll have to guess. <laughs> yeah, just straight up guess. Coin toss. There's no way to figure this out other than just doing a coin toss. So I guess uh, go to page 12 if you think it's a human bone or page 23 if you think it's two claws from a bat. I don't know. Hey, uh, let's do the human bone. Uh... Uh, uh, that's or just a tell wrong me the one. fail state first. Uh, that's the human bone. Um, okay. Da, 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 da. So they get angry. They shoot uh, energy blasts. Uh, the whole board turns black. Da, da, da. What's what happens? Um, you wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I need to. Do... I didn't remember this being horny. Hold on, forty-two. Is it horny? Is it horny again? 
How much of this book is super, is super horny, Harry? Oh, okay. For a second. You get sent to a... So you, you woke up in a place with, like, delicious smells. I thought it was horny, but, like, you returned it to something. But no, um, it's... Uh, you, you're miners in a spice mine or something? Uh, yeah, too bad the spicy adventure has come to a tasteless end. So... <sighs> Okay, so that's if we guess the human bone. So we guess the other one. All right, I'll, I'll send can't that one. logic it out. Can't. Yeah. Okay, it's back claws. Go back claws. You know the answer to the, you know the answer to that question. The bat's claws weren't on the list. You declare confidently. For a moment, all three heads just stare at you. I don't believe it. The blue-eyed Arcturan cries at last. What? You're not saying I'm wrong, are you? No, the creature snaps. You're right. That's what I don't believe. How could someone with a head as puny as yours be right about anything? Its mouth turns down in a frown. Our heads are just the right size, uh, Katie cries indignantly. So, see, Katie, he was being racist by saying that, you know, you guys' heads are too small. You were racist back by saying that, you know, your heads are the perfect size and it, anything other than this is abnormal. I mean, this is just a group of assholes yelling at each other. Like, yeah. we don't have to we don't have to dance around that fact. And we're ready for the next challenge, you add. Also, it just occurred to me, Harry, how the fuck are the vegans losing a war against people without bodies? Like, they they, they don't have bodies. Can't they just, like, walk up and, like, tip over the fishbowls, like, one after another? Like, oh no, oh no, my skin is acid. Oh no, I tipped over your fishbowl. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh... uh the Arcturan smiles uh, nastily. The next challenge is a difficult math problem. I'm sure you Earthlings can't possibly figure it out. We might just surprise you, Jordan boasts, so long as it's like, you know, pre-calc or before, because we are teenagers. Also, this is a children's book. And yeah, like, math is one of the few things that, realistically, species, like, across the galaxy could, like, just learn from each other. They could just throw math at each other and communicate that way. It is the universal language and constant and all that. The wall behind the three Arcturans' heads lights up, and blue writing the challenge appears. I'm sending it now. Is it just gonna be, like, an algebra problem, Harry? It's, it's, it's stupidly simple is the joke. Uh... Wait. So it's a magic square made of the numbers 1 through 9. Wait. Yeah, all of the numbers should add up to 15, but the number in the center is missing. Wait, that... what? That's... It, 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 it's the one number that's not there. Like, I said Sudoku before, but it's like, they've given us eight numbers in a Sudoku square, and they're asking us what the ninth is. Harry, is this serious? Not, not really. Uh, so if, if you, well, we'll just skip this one because it's dumb. Um, oh, but if you get it wrong, uh, they might control you into being their slaves and it is kind of horny. Uh, <laughs> in fact, you're in a great yeah, mood let, suddenly. Let's read the fail state. Okay. If we can't count to fucking 15. Uh, I'll just do the, because the first page is just sent up. The second one is the interesting one. You will be my slave, the blue-eyed Arcturan tells you. 
the first thing I want you to do is polish my scalp and do it slowly. Just go in there with your fingers. Just the, the glass, the glass case covering your new master glows blue, then disappears. <laughs> A soft blue rag appears on the tabletop. You peer at the Arcturian scalp. Yuck! It's got major dandruff. I'm not polishing anyone's scalp. You declare. Forget it. You have no choice, the actor replies. My brainwaves are much stronger than yours. It stares at you. A blue bolt shoots out from its eyes. Blue energy surrounds you. You feel your mind relaxing. You're in a great mood suddenly. All you want to do is polish your scalp. In fact, you can't wait to get started. You pick up the rag and begin rubbing. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the room, you're vaguely aware of your friends taking care of their arcturans, but you don't care. The only thing that matters to you now is keeping a clear head. <laughs> I almost want to stop there. The, the joke is that the next one is super easy, too. Um, hold on. Let me see. Uh, Jesus. It's just worth going forward. Page one and two. I mean, we gotta we gotta finish it off. Like, you know. We'll skip the fail state for the next one, because the uh, next one is going to be... I'll check to see if it's horny. Is this... Is there some kind of trick? You wonder, this is the easiest math question you've ever seen. The missing number is five, you tell the Arcturans. The three Arcturans glare at you in stony silence. I guess that means we're, we got it right, Katie says with a grin. Yes, Jordan whoops, pumping his fist in the air. <laughs> You're feeling pretty good now. Okay, let's stop messing around, you demand. Bring on the last challenge. You asked for it, the brown-eyed Arcturan says. It blinks twice, and a grid of letters appears hanging in the middle of the air. Here it is, but it's hard. Don't say we didn't warn you. Is it just a letter scramble, Harry? Yeah, yeah, it is. Hold on. I do love how these, you know, aliens are obligingly using, like, Arabic numerals and, like, English letters. And yep. So there's a list of words having to do with the space adventure. You gotta find a few of them. Oh, it's in- a word search. Yeah, so find and circle as many as you can from the list as you can. We think you found all of them. Count them. Uh, so it's either an even number or an odd number. Uh, we we just look at them, Harry. Like we don't actually have to do this. It's a tidy five by five grid word search. I can see like half the words like immediately already. Yeah. Uh. So if we go to page 80, which is the even number of words, that's wrong. And uh, they, they decide to send us home anyway, but they just send our heads. Uh, it's just kind of boring. So let's go to page 63. After we have bested these guys in a task of wits, it's just the challenge against the sharpest of minds. That the, that the vegans were not willing to even try. I think the vegans are dumb. Yeah, I think space is dumb. I mean, yeah, sure, the Arcturans clearly are dumb, but the vegans are afraid of these guys, and so must be dumber. We found an odd number of words, you tell the aliens. Oh my god, they're not even asking, like, in narrative? Like, you know, the number of words you found, they were just going odd or even, so it's a straight-up coin toss? Uh, the first Arcturan glares at you, its blue eyes bulge. Suddenly... You notice that its head is starting to swell. It seems to press against the sides of its glass case. You glance at the other heads. They're bulging, too. What's happening? Katie whispers. I don't, you start to say. 
but your words are cut off by the sound of shattering glass. The heads have grown right out of their cases. Then, splat, splat, splat! All three Arcturids suddenly explode. Oh boy. Blue skin and bits of blue brain fly in every direction. You cover your head with your arms. Oh, that is so gross, Jordan gasps. I am definitely going to be sick now. Gagging, Katie wipes exploded Octurid off her arm. One lost goo. Oh, God. A shimmering Another blue door. Goo. A shimmering blue door appears in the middle of the room. The three of you stumble through it and find yourselves back in the vegan game room. Congratulations, a familiar metallic voice cries. It's your vegan friend. We knew you could do it. The vegan shakes hands with all three of you at once, uh, seemingly forgetting that it has skin that burns you upon contact. Oh yeah, they had good too. Yep, yep, they definitely did. Uh, uh, what happened to the Arcturids, you ask? They couldn't believe someone beat them, the vegan explains. They exploded from an overload of anger. We did what you asked, you point out. Now take us home. I'm sorry, the vegan says. We can't do that now. Oh no, what now? Find out on page 114. I think that last number's a little blurry. What? You yell. After all we did for you? <laughs> Which was not a lot if you think about it. <laughs> Please, calm down. We'll be happy to take you home, the vegan assures you. But first, all my people want to meet you. They want to thank you for saving them from the Arcturans. Oh, well, all right, you grumble. But make it quick. The vegan takes you to a big room decorated with ye red, yellow, and blue streamers. You, Jordan, and Katie stand on a table, waving and smiling as the room fills with vegans. You're still a little creeped out by the vegans as little as eyes and ropey arms, but you're glad you were able to help them. They seem so happy. Just call me Intergalactic Warrior, Jordan boasts, after having done nothing in any of the previous rounds. I feel like Jordan, if if we think about it, most of Jordan's choices were, like, going to kill you. Yep, yep, yep. Finally, the party winds down. Now, your vegan friend says at last, it's time to go home. All, all right. right. You all cheer. Zoom home on page 53. You and your friends strap yourself into the... You and your friends strap yourself... Strap yourselves. This is a, this is uh, a typo. That's bad copy editing. Into your seats in the transporter. A thundering rumbling fills your ears. You're slammed back against your seat. After several minutes, the pressure dies down. You open your eyes. You're back at Madame Zap's arcade. Woo! Jordan cries, unstrapping himself. That was some adventure! I'm glad to be back, you declare. Me too, Katie agrees. It seemed so real. It was real, you protest. But then you wonder, was it? Virtual reality is supposed to feel exactly like real life. Did you just imagine that it was all really happening? Was it all a dream, Sam? Where's Madame Zap? Jordan asks. You glance around. There's no sign of her. And then you know something on the wall of the booth. Something very gross. Another goo? Yet another goo? It looks like it. Hold on. You examine the substance closely. It's blue and green. 
It looks like... Ew, Katie groans. It looks like an exploded Arcturan brain, Jordan exclaims. That's what it is, says a familiar hollow voice. The fun part is that all of the aliens' voices were that, so you could just do that without knowing. <laughs> you jump and glance at the console. The vegan's voice is coming through the speakers. What happened to Madame Zap? you demand. She worked for us. We planted her here to help us find smart Earth kids, the vegan tells you. But it seems she was really an Arcturan spy looking for game-playing tips. When he won the three challenges, her brain exploded. Wait, did we wipe out an entire race of people? Oh, I guess that's true. Like, if, if she got it, then we did just genocide. We genocided. We win. Yuck, you mutter. Thank you all, the vegan calls. There's a click that his voice is gone for good. <laughs> so yeah, hide on your backwater planet so that space hag can't find you. But that's not the last you see of your alien friend. When you, Katie, and Jordan leave the arcade, you happen to glance up at the sky. Then you stop and stare. Look! You call, pointing. Over your heads, a strange, blimp-like ship is finishing a skywriting message. This is what it says. Game over. You win! <laughs> oh, Harry. So that's why I did get to choose your own adventure books, because I thought they were all like that. Oh, Harry. Like... I'm, I'm sorry that that was your experience with Choose Your Own Adventure books. They're not, did, they're not high art. They're not all that. I did not remember that, that yellow level being so horny. I mean, you probably read it quite some time ago, Harry. Yeah, so. this is just all internet brain poisoning. You like me recognize that. Like, you know, that's <laughs> that's a sign of a more innocent age when I can read that. Just be like, oh, it's I don't want to be turned into a slime. No, okay, I'll do the other option. I don't realize, oh, this was a ghost writer getting some shit out before the internet existed. <laughs> oh. Well, we've uncovered something from a bygone age of the internet, Harry. We have completed one quest within this Choose Your Own Adventure book. We'll probably come back to it another time and, you know, probably move on to other Choose Your Own Adventure books in the future. But until we do so, what are we going to keep doing? We're going to keep dancing. We're going to keep dancing in our, in our filthy, slime-covered dance hall. <laughs>